This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And welcome back to the Cool Your Jets podcast. We are your hosts, Michael Nania and Ben Blessington, and. I'm sure you could already notice this podcast is a little bit different than usual, considering I am opening this thing up instead of Ben. And that is because his voice is totally gone following one of the craziest home wins by the Jets in recent memory, if not the craziest within the past few years. Um, So his voice is completely gone. And we took to Twitter and asked some of you guys whether you thought he should come out here. There, There are two options. That he could go with for this podcast he could either go with an asmr whisper or he could go with the batman voice there was an overwhelming majority for one of those you guys chose the batman voice so ben how are you doing i did my part today <laughs> <laughs> i can't even i can't even say anything i think i think that's the only contribution we're gonna get from him <laughs> today seriously i think i have a few ad libs He'll have, he'll have some ad-libs, maybe drop some Batman quotes in there. Some, I sound like Vin Diesel. Some Vin Diesel, maybe some <laughs> patents in Batman, maybe some Bale. We'll get a few different versions in here. But um, but yeah, I think I'll mostly be carrying this one. This will probably be a, a shorter one. We'll definitely have some more in-depth reaction and analysis later in the week once we get to digest this, once Ben gets his voice back a little bit. But, um, but yeah, on that note regarding his voice, I mean – we were both in the house for this game and it was as loud of a Jets game as I, as I have ever been to. And granted, I don't go to a ton of Jets games. You know, I pop in for probably one per year on average, but out of the ones that I've been to and even just comparing it to what I've heard on TV, it's, it was packed in there. And even before the Jets, you know, started playing well in this game, you could just tell that there was a, a very palpable energy in there just with Zach Wilson making his home debut this season uh, coming off of the comeback win last week. There was a lot of energy. Um, you got the dolphins coming into town division rival who's had red hot start to the season, even without Tua out there. Um, there was very, you could feel the energy from the start in the parking lot throughout the building. And then once it got going, you know, the jets got off to a quick start Um you know, often first offensive drive didn't go great, but then you come out on defense. Braden Man has a killer punt to drop him deep in their own territory. Safety on the first play. From that point on, you could just absolutely feel the energy in the building, and it just it just was radiating throughout the entire game. And I think the fans definitely played a big role in this one. And it was about as full as I've seen it. I mean, I'd probably say it was 95, 97 percent, other than a few 
the highest seats behind the end zones and the upper level, it was pretty much full, wouldn't you say, Bruce Wayne? I would concur. Yeah, I mean, Bruce <laughs> agrees. So, so yeah, I mean, the energy was great, and, and we had a cool day as well. Um, pre-game, we got there pretty early, and we went over near where the Jets come into the, into the stadium, where they come out of the players' lot. Um, we were pumping up some of the players. Um, even, like, some of the fans there aren't, I guess – as diehard as we are knowing some of the random players, like we'd pump up Grant Herman's <laughs> and he would, and he would look at us like, like it's probably the first time anyone ever shouted him out. Um, were there any other obscure guys we shouted out? Well, the, the Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson test. Oh yeah. That's definitely worth mentioning. So the very first players who walked in, at least when we got there were Joe Flacco and Zach Wilson. So you got to like that mentality. First one in uh, for Zach. And also Joe Flacco showing some leadership. Carpooling. Carpooling together. Joe Flacco was driving. Zach in the passenger seat. In the passenger seat. Um, white Tesla. So if you see a white Tesla around Jersey. <laughs> all right. All right. Maybe I shouldn't maybe I shouldn't do that. Although I'm sure there are multiple white Teslas in Jersey. But uh, but yeah, you like to see that leadership from Joe Flacco. Um, so yeah, that was cool pregame. Uh, ben got a selfie with Braylon Edwards, one of his favorites growing up. I, I, Kind of burying the lead there. I got a selfie with Namath. And Namath, although he wasn't really participating in it. <laughs> he <laughs> smiled. He's kind of just in the background of it. Hey, he's smiling. Um, Jordan Whitehead came by us. A few different players, but it was, cool. it was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, then the game starts. And, and we'll get into it chronologically a little bit more. But I think quickly the best way to kind of open this up would be to just um, – actually, I guess before we get to that, we should talk about our post game. Uh, experience <laughs> because that was pretty funny um so we went we went back to the same spot after the game where the players walk into the players lot and you know quinnon walks by and ben put out a tweet about this and a lot of people were doubting him i tried to vouch for him the people on twitter think i'm capping yeah so so vengeance <laughs> is coming vengeance is coming from batman here but um but yeah so quinnon walks out and and ben yells at him he's like uh wait what'd you say to him you're like i I was like, you own Oh, yeah, you, you were like, you own Tyreek. And he's like, and Quinnen responds to him. And he's like, you saw that stiff bomb, right? Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, so that was, that was pretty funny. He was hyped up about it. We got JD, Garrett Wilson. Joe Douglas came out. We hyped him up. He gave a little nod in our direction. Uh, then he said he listens to our podcast oh, every kidding. single day. All right, no, all right that, that didn't happen. So I probably destroyed our credibility with that. But no, that did not. He did not say he listened to our podcast, but he did not in our general direction and we were graced by his presence i was just on my knees just bowing down to him um but no uh garrett i mean, I mean the rookies won this game yeah so. the rookies won this game and speaking of the rookies garrett wilson came by and you know he dapped us up and it was so cool too because he kind of had to make a little extra effort go out of his way to come over to us but we dapped him up i haven't washed my hands since just kidding i have i do practice <laughs> good hygiene so, um, I mean, we had a bunch of dumplings earlier, which we waited 30 minutes for. So, of course, I had to wash my hands. Um, but I like, I like hosting up Michael. I like these riffs. <laughs> Keep going. But, uh, but, yeah, that was pretty cool. Was there any other notable interactions with players? Oh, yeah, we took a selfie with CJ Mosley. That's pretty cool. Oh, he said he'd come on the he pod. He said he would come on the podcast, but that's TBD. His, his DMs are not open. So, that kind of makes it a tough, tough thing to set up. The people on Twitter are doing their job though. people yeah thanks to everyone on twitter who's kind of t- 
telling him that he should come on. We'll see what happens. But uh, that was pretty cool. Um, Zach Wilson came out. He got a big reaction. Although Ben said some things we probably don't need to mention. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> Unless you want to. Nah, they, they were that bad. Okay. Um, I don't think we need to mention them, though. Uh, but, yeah, so that was pretty cool. But I guess let's get into the game and, like, what this win means because it's a big one. And as big as the previous two wins were, and, you know, obviously they are huge wins, but this is the one that really kind of puts this season into the mode where it's like, okay, we're – we're here now it's time to compete you know so many there were so many first times since sort of accomplishments in this game you know getting above 500 in october beating a division rival doing it at home when it matters because you know screw the streak itself those last couple of division wins they got did not matter you know week 17 buffalo 2019 who cares about that dolphins game a couple of weeks before that no one cares about that so really your last quality division win that actually mattered was probably 2017 against the Dolphins their first win of the season so it's been a long time since they really got a statement division win that kind of you know puts your stamp on okay we're in this division we're here to compete as well um so to be able to get that sort of monkey off their back was huge um a blowout win and you know this wasn't necessarily a blowout because they didn't pull away until the end but for them to finally step on a team's neck and just not let them hang around to, you know, finish a game strong and put it out of reach to where and take full control of the game, which, you know, they had chances to do earlier, which they didn't take advantage of. But when it all came down to it, they did take full advantage of a banged up Dolphins team and really take care of business at home, which is what competitive teams are supposed to do. So um, a lot of, you know, first time since is, in this game to where, okay, the Jets are starting to look like a competent football team again. And I think you could also see a lot of just energy throughout the team responding to some of the things that Robert Sala has been preaching, you know, with the receipts and everything. Like you could just see this team was very much dialed in with the receipts from, you know, doing the waddle celebration by Michael Carter, sauce Gardner, the peace sign for Tyreek Hill, um, Quinn and stiff arming Tyreek Hill. You just got all these moments where it's like, you know, we're putting our stamp out here and, you know, it's, it's not a team that's going to be, we're going to take that criticism lightly. We're going to remember it and we're going to use that as fuel. So I think you could really see that energy from the start and throughout the game. Uh, so yeah, there, there are a lot of reasons that this game is a big, uh, big momentum swinger going forward. It definitely puts them squarely in, you know, the middle of that playoff mix and it's it's only week five but you look at the standings right now and you see the jets in the fifth seed and it's something that is it's really promising and it means you're going to play meaningful football for a long time going forward and that was the primary goal this team had and you know you still want to keep your expectations tempered for now until they could you know really prove that they're going to be in this playoff mix but just to see that right now and know that they got off to a good start it's not like they had to dig themselves out of a hole they're here to play meaningful games throughout the season is, is going to be huge for this team, regardless of, you know, if they actually do make the playoffs or not, just because it really helps turn the culture in the right direction because guys get to play these young players get to play meaningful football, play high stakes football, where every single play matters, every single week matters where you have, you know, beef now with the division rival, just wait for that week 18 game and how the dolphins are going to be treating that one after everything the jets did in this game. So just to be able to have all that 
very meaningful football does a lot for, I think, the development of these young players. We'll see if I can get this out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I think that the – okay, I'm going to whisper this. I don't know. I'm okay, we're switching back. to ASMR whisper <laughs> mode. Okay, Michael. Uh, okay, that's too weird. Okay. I think a lot of Dolphins fans or people would say, like, okay, but we were down to our third string QB. We're missing right. all these players. But right. how many times have we seen the Jets – not win those games exactly they did what they were supposed to do they won by 23 i mean and i think the thing i love was Salah after the game being like this shit's normal yeah as much as i'm yeah. a party this shit's the expectation yes i love that message yeah i think that's a fantastic message because you know you could say whatever you want about the injuries and everything and and you know granted it does matter you know the dolphins are not as dangerous with skylar thompson as they are with Tua Tagovailoa. but like you mentioned bruce i think that <laughs> Uh, you know, you look back to the Matt Barkley game. <laughs> you look back to the Matt, Bar- the Matt Barkley game against the Bills and just various other examples of the Jets losing to losing games that they're, they quote-unquote should win. And now this is a game that definitely turned into a game that you should win with no Xavier Howard, no Teron Armstead, no Tua. Then one play into the game, no Teddy Bridgewater. You get to that point where it's like, there's no excuses. You got to win this game. And and we played three games with Flacco. And the Jets have already gone through three games with Flacco. So it's it's not like the Jets have caught and a total like break. four tackles. Yeah. So it's not like the Jets caught a total break. It was a little bit of a balance to the fact that, you know, AVT's on his third position. You got generational. You know, generational AVT. Um, what, your fifth, fourth or fifth offensive line combination of the season already. So it's not like the Jets have you know, this amazing situation here to where they're in a much better spot than the opponent. They're dealing with a lot of their own struggles and already have with three games of a backup. But, um, but yeah, taking care of business is, I think, an important thing for any team that wants to compete for the playoffs, wants to win a championship because, you know, you have to win those games that you should win. And if those losses add up where you fail to capitalize on the other team not having their quarterback or whatever, then you're never going to get to the playoffs. And that's what the Jets have struggled so much with when was the last time the jets won a hyped up home game exactly and even just a couple of weeks ago you know they failed to do that after beating the steelers they come home for the bengals and browns. uh yeah after being the uh, the browns they come home for the bengals um and come out pretty flat and they kind of failed to capitalize on that but this time they they're able to do it after the steelers win last week um so zach wilson moves to 2-0 this season which is you know a huge accomplishment for him and I think one of the great things about Wilson right now is that, you know, he's, I think we've yet to see him play his absolute best this year. We've seen great moments, but both games wasn't necessarily, I think the best start to finish consistency that he's capable of, you know, both games, I think he had some first half mistakes, but he finished both games very strong. And in both games, the Jets were able to win without him being his absolute best. It's not to say they won in spite of him, because he definitely played a huge role in both wins, closing them out in the second half. Uh, So he's definitely been a plus, I think. But they haven't needed him to be spectacular to win, which is what at times it has felt like has had to be the case for Jets quarterbacks to where it's like, you know, the Jets aren't going to win unless the quarterback is fantastic. And as much as you would like it, fantastic quarterback performance every week it's still a team game and sometimes quarterback's not going to be awesome and you want to be able to pick him up and be able to keep the team in the game while he finds his footing and that's what the Jets have done a great job of the past few weeks so 
think we've seen some really nice progress from Zach these first two weeks, but at the same time, I think it's awesome to see that there's a team around him that could keep the, keep the entire team in the game while regardless of how he's playing. So I think that is a great thing to see. So I think from there, we can kind of get into this chronologically a little bit um, and just kind of go from start to finish of how this game went. Um, Because I think it was a really interesting game to where, you know, like we just said with the injuries, you came out here and very quickly this turned into a game that it felt like the Jets should win. You knew coming in, Armstead is out, Howard is out, Tua's out, and then Teddy Bridgewater goes out quickly. And this very fast turns into, all right, the Jets got to seize advantage, take advantage of this. And it took them a little bit of time, but they did quickly get on top. You know, you get the safety. Um you know, they punt the next drive, then they get the field goal. So it's five, nothing you're in the second quarter. So slowly chipping away, but then they get the huge Brees Hall strike. Um, and then they score a touchdown off of that. Brees chance were in full force at MetLife stadium. Um, yeah, the Brees chance have been really good. Um, I, they were much more prevalent in this game than the bank um, Ravens game that I went to. Um, but I think they're definitely becoming, a fixture. So, you know, you get up 12, nothing. And there you feel like you're in a really good spot with how dominant the defense has been, you know, you're talking safety, five play punt, three play punt. Um, but then Miami comes out and they're running the ball. They're getting the ball out quickly to Tyreek Hill. And, you know, you're starting to see some cracks in the defense a little bit. Mike McDaniel, that, wasn't me. that was your computer. <laughs> Mike McDaniel's starting to get in this element, finding ways to create misdirection, create angles in the run game. Uh, and Miami comes down and scores. So you like you would like to see a response from the Jets there, but they punt. Then you come back and you get the sauce interception and you score a touchdown off of that ground and pound with Brees coming down the field and you go right back up by 12. So at this point, you're in a really good spot, but this where the Dolphins definitely made this, um, I think the big swing of this game prior to the Jets' fourth quarter sort of onslaught was that end of half drive that the Dolphins had. Um, you know, they really built off of the, the drive that had a couple series previously prior to the interception and you know just running the football getting it out quick Tyreek making plays they really had found their groove those last few drives there um then they come out and they get that touchdown to close the half so at that point I think I know I was feeling a little bit uneasy and we know that I have as we discussed in this podcast I have some trouble with staying a little optimistic during the game as optimistic as I am overall when I'm on the podcast and writing and tweeting and everything during games I get I don't subscribe to the mentality of don't get too high, don't get too low. I get very high when the things are good, and I get very low when they're bad. So at this point, you go into halftime, and you're up 19-14. It didn't feel like as much of a cushion as I thought the Jets should have had, considering the quarterback issues and um, the early momentum that they got. But you are up five, and hopefully you can build on that second half. But third quarter, definitely – the Jets still didn't really show or take advantage and kind of take control of the game. Miami comes out of the field goal drive, um, Jets offense, a couple of tough drives, turnover on downs with the very controversial fourth down call by Michael Floor to, uh, which going for it, I think was okay, but to throw the ball, not only throw the ball, but do it out of an empty set with no threat of the run with how well they're running the ball. Um, wasn't a fan of that turns out with an incompletion to Corey Davis. Um, although Tyler Conklin was open on a shorter route there. So maybe one Zach would like to have back. 
Um, but either way, you turn it over on downs. Miami goes three and out. But terrible play call, by the way. Terrible play call. On the fourth and one. Yeah. But um, but then you come back, you punt again. Then Miami, and this, I think, was the turning point of the game. Miami dr- drives again. They have a six-play, 43-yard drive. They get in position for a 54-yard field goal. At, I believe this was the start of – yeah, it was in the fourth quarter when this happened. Um, Jets at this point are leading by two. Um, Miami's going for the lead, 54 yards out, and it just, just hooks to the right. And from there, the Jets kind of finally seize the momentum and really put a stranglehold on this game. You come down, huge Zach drive. He is a clutch throw outside to Corey Davis with anticipate anticipation, and that really got them going. You drive down, you score a touchdown. Michael Carter tops it off. Um, then from there, it was just an avalanche of big plays. Carl Lawson strip sack. Quinnen recovers. Stiff arms Tyreek Hill. Um, Brees Hall tops it off. Then you get the four-play turnover on downs with Quan Alexander with the big stop. Um, Barrios tops it off the touchdown the next drive. So the finishing in this game, the 21-0 fourth quarter, was just fantastic to watch because, you know, look throughout this game, like we said, the Jets didn't always take advantage of the opportunities they had to really put this thing away, but just in succession there at the end, they kind of kind of atoned for all the opportunities they missed because it was just bang, 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 one after the next. They were seizing every single opportunity. Okay, miss field goal, let's drive down and score. Um, you know, third string quarterback's gonna have to drop back and pass now. How about our star pass rusher comes up with a turnover and then our star defensive tackle picks it up? And then our second round running back punches it in. Then you come out after that, you know, another desperation drive, get the turnover on downs, capitalize again. So um, even though it may not have been the most complete four quarters that you might've wanted to see considering, you know, Dolphins and all their injuries, the Jets with an enormous fourth quarter, were really able to make up for all that and turn this into the lopsided victory that I think you want to get at home against a team that is on its third quarterback. So ultimately you come away out of this game, you're three and two, you're the fifth seed in the AFC, you're second place in your division. And this is something I think every Jets fan would have signed up for at this point of the season, especially after we knew that Zach Wilson was going to miss the first three games of the year. So um, you got to love this win. And to, I guess we can quickly touch on some of the studs and, I was going to say studs and duds, but we could keep it positive and just look at studs. I don't know if I have anything too negative to say about this game right now. Um, But a few guys to shout out in this game. First one I want to shout out is Carl Lawson. He set a Jets record with seven quarterback hits in this game. He was absolutely dominant, consistent wins, big pressures to create big plays. Um, John Franklin Myers, five quarterback hits. He created the sauce Gardner interception by um, getting that hit and slowing down the pass to allow sauce to undercut it. Um, so the pass rush came up big in this game, specifically those two guys, um, Brees hall. I mean, man, jets should have listened to that trade chart. <laughs> Could have had, who is that? Jalen Petre, who I think he's is pretty good. He's pretty good, isn't he? I, I'm not sure how good he's been, but I don't think he had 197 yards today. So I think the Jets are okay with Brees Hall. I think they're happy with that pick. Um, yeah, Brees Hall, this was this was a game where you could really see him putting everything together. Um, first few games you saw, 
you know, the burst, you saw the the power, the ability to finish runs, run through guys. But, you know, the vision, was it always consistent? Sometimes he could go north-south a little bit more. Uh, there were some drops. But in this game, the hands were great. He was hitting the hole, hitting the hole effectively, you know, seeing it, getting upfield, and he's just bowling over guys. And there were points of this game where Brees Hall is just carrying the offense. And, you know, by the end of the game, he was doing the feed me sort of, you know, sort of gesture. So Brees Hall in this game, I think, showed you why he's a second-round pick, why it was okay for the Jets to pick him because he really has that game-breaking sort of ability. And it was just impressive to watch. It was one of the most well-rounded running back performances we've seen by a Jets running back in, in recent memory. So um, also this was the alumni game for the Jets and <coughs> this is a random tangent, but yesterday prior to this game, we were watching some Isaiah Crowell hi- highlights. <laughs> Why? I don't know, but we were watching some Isaiah Crowell no, highlights. No, no, no. We were watching the one game against the Broncos. Yes, that's true. We were watching. Actually, we were just watching his highlights. Actually, we watched the, his butt wipe celebration against the Browns. Then we watched the Broncos highlights. So we were watching some Isaiah Crow highlights. Why does this matter, you might ask? Well, let me tell you. This was the alumni game for the Jets. And that doesn't just mean you're, you know, you're Wayne Corbett's shout out Jets X Factor, you're Mark Gastineau, Joe Namath, not just your classic guys. It means Sharon Peak. It means Brandon Bostic. And it means Isaiah Crowell, the home run hitter from 2018. So I think Isaiah Crowell being in the building kind of gave Brees some of that home run juice. Um, that was a very stupid point to make. So <laughs> the, the Uzama play. Uzama play. Yes, we got to bring that up as well. Um, but quickly, also, I was joking around. Isaiah Crowell is not the reason Brees Hall was good. But I just thought. I, I think they got that. I just thought it would be funny to mention because this alumni game, it was there were like so many random players. I think, I've, I think, I think just play a game. Any of, anyone who's played a game for the Jets got the invite to this. Cool. Like so that. which is cool, you know. Like I said, Sharon Peak, Brandon Boss, like some of these random guys. I don't think Tremaine Johnson would have been welcomed. Maybe <laughs> maybe they didn't email him. Um, everyone except him. But uh, but yeah. So let's talk about the CJ Uzama foot. I can't, was he? Oh, no. <laughs> Why did I think that for a second? Yeah, Tremaine Johnson and I.K. and Polly didn't get the invite, I don't think. Um, they were kept out of the email chain. But uh, but let's talk about the C.J. Uzama flip play. Um, because if you, listen, if you listen last week, Ben pointed out how on film you could see the Jets were kind of setting up uh, a toss play up the middle to C.J. Uzama, kind of in that Travis Kelsey sort of mold like the Chiefs are famous for. Um, they didn't run it, but you could see that they're kind of – they're motioning him, and you could see it's something they were potentially setting up to do in the future. And in this game, they did pull it out. So an amazing call by Ben here. Unfortunately, he doesn't have the voice to sort of flex on it too much, but uh, but he definitely made that call. So just that just goes to show you. We watch our film here. We know how to identify tendencies and, you know, Essentially, we're saying we should take Michael Floor's job. That's what we're saying. Pretty much. Yeah. We saw Michael Floor a couple times throughout the day when we were going in. Like We both shouted to him. We were like, LaBeouf. Uh, he, he clearly heard it because he didn't have any headphones on. I don't think he acknowledged it. Did not acknowledge. But uh, I, think, I think he liked it, though. He, he liked it. That's for sure. 
based on his performance today, putting up a 40 spot, he definitely was motivated. I think he likes the idea that everybody thinks he just needs to be locked in a booth. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he loves it. Oh, we also saw him and uh, McDaniel like embrace right in front of us before the game. So um, that was interesting. But uh, definitely outclassed his former Niners. I, I guess we'll cut McDaniel some slack. But um, he, he was getting that run game going for a little bit for them, McDaniel. Yeah, I, I would say McDaniel's probably more responsible for their offensive production than any individual player, except Hill, who had a really good game. But there, there was definitely <laughs> really good game. What are you talking about? I, I mean, Tyree Hill had a really good game. He, he didn't put he up, he didn't put up numbers, but like that catch he made against my Reed. Voice even more, Michael. What the fuck? That catch he made against Reed, the juke he had on Sauce. That's like, not, okay. I mean, a, a he had a nice game. He had okay, a nice game. game. Okay, you had a nice, really game. good game. But McDaniel was, you know, definitely scheming, scheming things up at point to this one. So, um, but either way, Labuth had himself a nice outing. I don't know how we got on that point. We said we should take his job. I think that's what it was. Yeah, uh, I know he probably listens to this podcast. So Mike, keep doing your thing. We don't actually think that, um, but you're good up in the booth. Um, so beyond that, I mean, anything else we should touch on? Any other studs of this a game? Few CYJ listeners. Oh yeah. The few CYJ listeners um, came. Uh, this game uh, was his name. Uh, yeah. We, it was, it was cool to meet a few different CYJ listeners throughout the game. Um, Mike Bloom on Twitter was sitting behind us. Um, so it, it's really cool. Like I was wearing my cool, your jets t-shirt and a few different people came up to us and said they listened to the pod. So that was really awesome. We obviously appreciate everyone, everyone who listens and, you know, just to anytime anyone reaches out and, you know, lets us know, like, you know, they listen to it at school or on the train or during their commute or their workout or whatever. It's just, it, it's a really cool feeling. Cause you know, we just sit here and record it and, you know, you think you're talking to a computer screen or. just talking talking to batman (laughs) talking into a mic but like you don't realize that there are a lot of a lot of people out there listening to it so it's it's very cool to you know kind of get that reinforcement to like yeah like people are listening um it really motivates us to do it because i think uh as much as we enjoy talking about the jets regardless of if the mic is on or not i think it's cool to kind of share it with other people and just create that sort of community feel I i think that's what's the most fun thing about being a fan like we're in a stadium today and the jets have got the blowout going on and you know random people are walking up the you know the stairs of your section you're just high-fiving everybody and it's just you know it creates this community vibe that you don't really you led one i i did try to lead some jets chance there's nothing sadder than when you try to lead one and nobody else joins in that's 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 my fear with starting the jets chance like i want to do it and when people do join in it's pretty cool but like if you're walking down in the sea of people trying to leave the stadium and you try to get it going and no one does it, you're like, no, oh, that's a vibe kill. <laughs> <laughs> but we had some decent ones. We had some decent ones. But, but yeah, like it just creates this community feel. So to to hear that people enjoy the podcast is uh, it's just, it's just thrilling. It's real. It's very very cool. So um, we appreciate everyone who listens, everyone who comes up to us at the games and everything. Uh, if you send us emails, reply to us on Twitter, send DMs, whatever it is, all of the uh, feedback is very much appreciated. And right now is is the time of this podcast. I mean, this is a peak moment. So far, so far. So far, so far. Like, you know, just keep – we continue to break through that ceiling every single week. The Browns game was the peak, then the Steelers game, and this is the new peak. So let's keep breaking through that ceiling and, 
raising it to a new level each and every week. Um, I know we don't control that and it sounds like I'm motivating you to do something, but um, I guess let's hope for the ceiling to continue to be raised each and every week. But winning definitely makes this a lot more fun to talk about. I know if they lost this game, it would not be a ton of fun to sit here with limited voice um, trying to talk about our thoughts. Um, so, yeah. Honestly, I think this voice is an upgrade. Yeah, I think this is an upgrade. It's definitely much lower. This is definitely a, a good shtick. We should go with this. After every single win, Batman will come on the podcast. So, um, Bruce, how are you doing today? Oh, ah, I, I, I've actually made that mistake a few times already. I'm spilling your secret identity. Or is this an alternate universe where, First of all, where it's not? Bruce doesn't talk like this. That's Batman true. Does. That's true. Fuck. But this could be an alternate universe where his identity is known and he just... Hey, Gotham City football team won. I think it's appropriate. That's true. And he just keeps the scowl full time. This could be an alternate universe. So okay, wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> we're definitely what we're doing at this point. So um so how do we close this out? I'm not used you, to it. You gotta give the plugs. I gotta give the plugs. You gotta say you follow us. Right. Right? You can follow us on Twitter at CYJ Pod. Nice. You could follow us on Facebook, just kidding. We don't have Facebook. Nice, good joke. Um anything else we plug? I plug your Twitter. I plug oh, Jet's You can follow there. my Twitter at Michael iTunes. underscore Nania. Subscribe, rate, review on iTunes and all that stuff, wherever you're listening to it. Um, what else? Do we have an email? <laughs> okay, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Plug the email. Uh, wrap it up. There's something else. There's... I always say any last thoughts, but I, I think I normally just go like, we'll, we, we'll be back on, uh, on Friday. I feel like there's something we didn't plug. iTunes, YouTube. YouTube. Anything else? My Twitter. It doesn't matter. Okay, okay. Whatever. We're going overboard here. The Jets are three and two. Let's go. They're second place in the division. They're the fifth seed in the AFC. They've got a two-game winning streak. Zach Wilson is two and zero. Oh. The Jets just blew out a division rival at home, a division rival that was the absolute talk of the NFL two weeks ago. That was the number one team in the division. I mean, um, kind of, not really, but technically, okay. but we will take it. So um, things are rolling right now, and it is fun to talk about the jets so um what what is the line you say just thanks for listening everyone don't let the jets ruin your life but but today i think a lot of people are leaning on the jets if you're a mets fan i'm a yankees fan so um so i'm i'm still chilling right now but if you're a mets fan uh, the jets are your fallback right now which is usually not something that you get to enjoy so um the jets are a nice thing right now and we could like sort of feel the vibe just walking around in the city in the airport like people are just wearing jets gear talking to other jets fans it's um good vibes right now so anyway thanks everyone for listening for putting up with this batman voice if you could even understand it i'm vengeance he is vengeance i am michael nania this is cool your jets thank you everyone for listening go jets nice